Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I am Mr. Mike, and you are listening to the E3 Gamer AudioCast 2019. This is the Bethesda Press Conference Podcast. And I, Mr. Mike, will be talking about on today's conference for Bethesda what's going to be shown off, what explain explaining the conference, what will they show off, will they show off some Starfield, will they show more Doom Eternal, what more will they show off? Will they sh- fix that whole Fallout 76 debacle? What are they going to do about that? All this and much, much more for this Bethesda Press Conference here on the E3 Gamer AudioCast 2019. So everybody sit back, relax, push that button, and let's start the show. Everybody is me again, Mr. Mike, and you welcome, welcome to the Bethesda Press Conference episode of the E3 Gamer AudioCast here on the Juju2Cast Network. This is the 2019 version of the show because this is the year 2019 as Bethesda is doing the press conference. And boy, last year they really did, had a big fuck up. Yeah, let's they admit it. We all well, they sort of admit it. They tried to make fun of it at the press conference because uh, I'm already watched it, of course. And uh, you know, we a lot of us as gamers were like really disappointed in them and how they really effed up a whole bunch of stuff during the Fallout 76 launch, from the game being as bad as it was itself to the fuck-ups in the collector's editions and whatever they were missing the bat the good bags uh, and they provided like trash bag kind of bags and then they were fucking up people's accounts because people could see each other's accounts and support tickets oh my god there was a lot of uh shit that needed to be fixed over at bethesda uh, <laughs> last year and you know what they tried they tried to own up to it sort of and they, you know, they admitted some a bunch of stuff, and they basically are trying to fix stuff in Fallout 76. And they talk about it in the press conference as well. And they showed off a bunch of stuff. Um, not everything that I would have liked to see, because there was something, one thing, one game missing from that that I wanted to see, that I'm sure a lot of you wanted to see. And, you know, when they teased it the one time and then now they're not showing it, we all know this game is probably definitely not going to be until it's a next-gen game. So this is going to definitely be a next-gen game. Uh, and you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to talk about it yet. So why don't we run down what they talked about on stage. So basically, they open up the Bethesda show. Everybody at Bethesda and some fanboys were talking on their video presentation saying, Oh, we love you. We welcome everybody. We think you're the best even though you're harsh with us we love that harshness you keep us on our feet you keep us on our toes and all that you help us make the best of the best kind of games and stuff and you tell us what you like and you dislike and we love your honesty blah 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 you know (laughs) sucking the proverbial teat of the audience and all that make it playing nice nice even though in the background they're like oh fuck these people they're really uh 
they're always harsh on us. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but they said it. They were like, yep, there we go. Uh, yeah, we love all of you. You're the best. You're the best. And then Pete Hines, uh, the guy that basically runs everything at Bethesda, he came out on stage to welcome everybody, talked a little bit about uh, how Bethesda is its is its uh, gamers, you know, us. They're, they're consumers and all that's the gamers. And all that, and then he introduces Todd Howard to get onto stage to get the whole Rotten Tomatoes thrown at him <laughs> portion of the show. So Todd Howard gets on stage, states that over 60 million people play our games every year, or they they said last year or this year, last year into this year, they noticed that over 60 million people played their their games. Uh, played out their games states elder scrolls blades is in beta uh he announced that uh announced also that they, they could have did better with fallout 76 and the whole launch and all that that they knew it would be a harsh experience for them because you know it's something new they were trying even though i would i would have said well why did you build it on the fallout 4 engine if you knew it was going to be that bad um and he didn't go into de- de- details of it he just says yes we heard your voices. Yes, we know. Yes, we we're thankful that you guys are sticking with us, sticking with the games, and we're we're happy to continue to serve you guys f- for more years to come. So basically, said all that. Stated that Elder Scrolls Blades is in beta now, that you can start playing it. Blah 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 blah. So Blades now has uh, a basically, um, as they're talking about it, has a Dragon Quest line, uh, new jewelry and stuff you can get, etc. Uh, it's coming out today. Now coming to also now coming to the Nintendo Switch, so you guys can play Blades on the Nintendo Switch, not just your phones and tablets. Uh, coming out fall of 2019 for the Switch, uh, and it's still free. As he laughs. Even though I'm sure there's a lot of microtransactions and stuff within it. And, of course, they said the cooldown times and all that stuff that people didn't like were probably still in it. I'm, I didn't play uh, Skyrim, Skyrim Blades, so I don't, or, uh, Blades, so I don't know anything about it. Except that it's supposed to be an Elder Scrolls game, but, you know. Uh, Cross-play, they're talking about, and cross-progression between Switch and mobile. The mobile version, so the Switch and the mobile version, so... Crossplay and cross progression, so you could take your your game from your Switch to your mobile device and vice versa. Not bad for a game like that. I'm sure very easy to do. So I don't know. Um, then they went on to talk about Fallout 76. That blunder, uh, the blunder that I uh, basically got out of uh, not playing, <laughs> and I still I don't know. I I might want to go back in and check it out. I know they were talking about they have a whole free demo going on again, a free week basically throughout a E3 of Fall 76. Uh, basically, Wastelanders are bringing now they're bringing uh, it's the Wastelanders uh, expansion, and they're bringing NPCs. Fucking finally, people! Finally, you're bringing your fucking NPCs in there. So they're bringing. Finally, NPCs are coming back, finally. Uh, Choice and consequences. It's all going to be free, plus full dialogue trees coming. Uh, It's coming this fall. 
They have a free Fallout 76 uh, beta for all of us. Again, if you want to play it uh, from June 10th to the 17th. Uh, and then they go in to announce a new part of Fallout 76, a Battle Royale mode. So it's going to be Fallout Battle Royale part called Nuclear Winner. And it's going to support up to 52 players. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, they're even getting into the Battle Royale uh, notion of gaming out there that everybody likes to do. Um, I might want to try Fallout 76 again. I don't know yet. I probably won't try it out with these free Fallout 76 beta or anything like that. I'll just wait to maybe get the game down the road I noticed the game is on sale on Amazon right now for only $17 for Fallout 76 for the Xbox One. Um, And if I decided to play it on that or PC or something, which could be a good PC game, I would think. Uh, But it would still be good probably for Xbox, but I don't know. Uh, I'm just thinking that, hey, you know, as long as it's still going to be free and then I'll wait till you guys add all this other stuff in there and the NPCs and stuff... And then, uh, you never know, uh, maybe I will jump in to play some Fallout 76 down the road when a lot of things have been added and fixed and you make it a more Fallout-esque experience. Because uh, they did say they were going to keep working at it for uh, for basically ever, just like the Elder Scrolls Online. They're going to continue to make it better and better and better. So the longer I wait to play Fallout 76... Uh, basically the better it's going to be down the road. And then when I jump into playing it, uh, then I, then I can just start playing it and have a a fun time playing Fallout 76 online and stuff. You know, it'll be like Fallout because that's what I want. I want it to be like Fallout, not to be like this empty world where there's nothing in there and everything is not working as it should be. And yeah. And I do love Fallout a lot, and I know uh, they they can redeem this if they work on it really hard, which I hear they are, but I am not one of those people that are, you know, I'll have to watch somebody play it or something, I don't know. But um, eventually, I might get back into it. Eventually, I might try it again. I said I would in podcasts that I've done in the, my, my, la- my older games attack audio cast podcast, podcast i did state that someday i would return to the wasteland and play some fallout 76 uh again and uh that's what i will do when uh that time looks like it's ready for me to do so when it's when it's baked enough you know i want it i want fallout 76 to be baked enough to actually join in and play the game and not just go oh well you know, I'll just jump in now. You know, I want to wait till it's actually cooked enough. I don't want to eat a raw Fallout 76. No. You don't want to eat a raw Fallout 76. That's bad. That's bad. But I do like the 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 now NPCs are going to be in there with full dialogue trees, which we all wanted to begin with. Which if they would have did from the start and not just cheapened out and rushed out this product without that stuff, maybe people would have been a little bit happier because nobody wants to just go into a building, look at all the freaking shitty ass uh, uh, papers and rocks and stuff. Oh, this is for a quest line, blah, blah, blah. And it just reads it off to you. No, I want to talk to an NPC. I want NPCs in there. Thank you. 
Uh, I want it to be a living world more so. And uh, this Battle Royale thing, that that might be pretty cool. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Beta for free Fallout 76 beta. You can play it again through the 10th and the 17th. So, starting now, today as I'm talking to you guys, through the 17th of June, you can play the, in the Fallout 76 beta. Or you can buy it for 17 bucks online uh, from Amazon.com if you want. Uh, Todd Howard comes back on stage stating that they are hard at work at, in Starfield and Elder Scrolls, but do not show nothing of each. And I know they weren't going to show any Elder Scrolls, but you know what? They should have showed a little bit more of Starfield. Now, you know, they should have showed us a little tidbit or something because they didn't show anything last year. They they were touting about it big time for the last other couple years. What the fuck, Ted Howard? Why aren't you showing us a little bit of Starfield? Come on. I know this is going to be a next-gen game anyways, but come on. You can't show us a little something-something? Really? Really? Wow. (laughs) Wow. This is making me either really angry slash really desperate to see this thing when it comes out. But it makes me angry, and people are going to say, well, you shouldn't get angry at it. You know, uh... It's going to be a great game. You shouldn't be angry at them for not, not wanting to show it. I'm like, no, I'm angry that they announced it, that they were making this game and that they were teasing it twice in a row and then the next time they didn't show nothing and then this time they didn't show nothing. They should have never teased about it. They never should have said anything about it. They should have just said, hey, we're making a game called Starfield. Later down the road, you will find out about it. Or they should have announced it later like down maybe this year because they might show it off or announce it and show it off next year hopefully finally hopefully i don't know uh for the next gen councils but they should have waited till like maybe this year to say okay we're making a game called starfield and we're making the next outer scrolls after that um you're gonna like starfield it's like followed in space blah 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 we'll have more to talk about next year and not just Oh, tell us about it, and then we gotta wait two, three years to to uh, actually get some actual knowledge about the game Starfield. I think that's pretty uh, piss poor job at promoting a game like that. Don't tell us that early, because then you're just making us wonder and wonder, and rumors are spreading, and it's like, come on, guys, what the fuck are you doing over there? You know, I like Todd Howard a lot, but the way that I don't know if it's him or Bethesda. I, I hear it's more him because he has more control over Bethesda with all these projects like Starfield and Elder Scrolls. And this is his baby. So I would think he would have known not to pu- push it out that early. But something happened. I don't know what he did, why he did it. If I was able to talk to him, I would have been like, okay, so you didn't show Star- any Starfield again this year. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why didn't you give us any tidbits? Because basically you didn't show it off or say anything about it last year, I would have told him. I would have said, maybe you guys should have waited till like this year to announce that you're working on Starfield and Elder Scrolls or something like that. Uh, And then next year when you show it, you know, because now you got this gap going on here and it's kind of frustrating for as of what I would be a gamer that I, you tease this like two years in a row and then nothing for the next two years. And then you're going to bring it back out again. It's like, it's a, it's a, sounds like it's going to be a good game, but it's frustrating and it's annoying that you did that. And maybe you should have, 
you know, squeezed it in together. Because he talked about on another podcast that he doesn't like to announce games and then, oh, you got to wait this long to get them. He likes to announce them closest, the closest to the date that they're released. But if you're going to do that, why did you talk about it at all? Just say you're working on a game called Starfield. You could have did it this year, and then next year you could have fully talked about it if you're ready to almost uh, bring it out. I didn't like that. I think that was a bad tease on his part, and that could be something he could work on. I don't know. That's just me. That's as a gamer. That's just me. So, still can't wait till Starfield gets actually shown and fully announced and all that, and the release date, which will be in the fall, it'll probably be November something or or 28th or November 11th or whatever they're going to do it in November because that's when they do their games and they come out. It was always in November, but yeah. Um, then Elder Scrolls, I know that's going to be years and years and years off, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, next, they talked about Tango, which is the next game called Ghost. It's from Tango, the next game called Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, looks like a good ghost-like thriller uh, with some paranormal-esque uh, like a game uh they had some japanese people a japanese woman come on stage she was giggling and doing her crazy japanese-ish cute japanese-ish uh mantra on stage and then you know fell in love with her because i love the japanese ladies a lot and i love how they talk and she's like i speak english not so good though <laughs> and i'm like wow you're so cute <laughs> um but it looks like a weird, like, esque, uh, I don't know, paranormal activity meets Resident Evil type of game. It's in Tokyo. I don't know much more about it, but it looked pretty interesting. Then they went into talking about Elder Scrolls Online. Spreading the message that you are what makes it all possible, of course. Uh, that was a game I was thinking about getting into, but I just never did. Uh, showing a very awesome trailer announcing elsewhere uh, Dragonhold Scale Brager um, and all that stuff. Showing some new modes, all this other stuff. More stuff coming to Elder Scrolls Online. And it looks like they got these awesome cinematics going on there. It was pretty cool. You should see, watch the trailer for Elder Scrolls Online for all that expansion stuff because that was pretty darn cool. I, I should hopefully have it up on the website. Hopefully, I'll try to get it all up for you guys to see some of that stuff. Because it was pretty awesome. I thought it was very amazing um, what they showed for Elder Scrolls Online. Even though I don't play it myself. Then they brought back, which I didn't even know they had back in the day, a classic Saturday morning cartoon and mobile form called Commander Keen for iOS and Android. Uh, I guess they're having a soft launch this summer on it. It's supposed to be a, a game. It's called Commander Keen. And I guess it has its his kids or something in it. Interesting. Um, cartoony. Reminds me of uh, the Fairly Odd Parents kind of uh, look to it. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. Commander Keen. <laughs> um, yeah. For iOS and Android. Uh, soft launch this summer, so uh, get ready for some Commander Keenan. Uh, then they talked more about Fallout Shelter, you know, their mobile game, which is out on every platform, basically. I don't play that game anymore. I, I liked playing it, and I just gave up on it. It's just not, you know, just, I got other games to play. 
Uh, but Fallout Shelter is a solid game for what it is. They say it has reached over 150 million downloads so far. I guess that's a big uh, thing for them. And people are playing it. So uh, Fallout Shelter is going to continue to be going on for years and years and years to come. Then they talked Elder Scrolls Legends. Downloaded on the App Store. Downloaded tonight, which was last night. So you can download Elder Scrolls Legends now to play. Uh, then I went into Rage 2, adding new vehicles like a, a little motor mini bike and a mini mech. Uh, talking about Rise of the Ghost expansion. Um, yeah, a lot of people I hear don't care for Rage 2 that much, but they say it's still a solid, good game. It just doesn't have any meat on the bone to it. Maybe this uh, Rise of the Ghost expansion will uh, bring some stuff to it. I forgot if that was a free expansion or not. I think they said it might have been free. I know the the mini bike and the mini mech are free, but I didn't know if the Rise of the Ghost expansion is free or not. I don't know. Forgot about that. That was all going so quick, going quick so uh, by so quick. Sorry, it was going by so quick. It, it just went past my head. Um, then they talked about Wolfenstein's Cyber Pilot. Available this July, which uh, Wolfenstein's Cyber Pilot is basically the VR experience, which I'm guessing it's going to be on multiple VR headsets, where you can go and play Wolfenstein and mechs and be in a mechs and stuff and play that in a virtual area on your virtual headset. So that's coming out uh, this July. Then they were talking about Wolfenstein Youngblood. Youngblood's coming out. This summer, so kill those Nazis with a friend. Wolfenstein is going co-op, so you can play with a friend. Coming out July 26th on all platforms, even the Nintendo Switch. So get ready, people. Wolfenstein Youngblood coming out very soon. This July 26th on all platforms, even the Nintendo Switch. So get ready for more Wolfenstein. I still got to play the first Wolfenstein, which I'm started doing a little bit and then i gotta play wolfenstein 2 which i own uh and i purchased and i own and you know i gotta i gotta play a lot of wolf of the older wolfensteins because uh you know gotta get ready for that wolfenstein 3 which spoiler alert they did not announce any wolfenstein 3 but that's because they're doing wolfenstein youngblood so sorry about that folks um a game called death loop uh, or you're looping back and forth trying to kill your phone to t- trying to kill your phone and they're trying to kill you uh, by arcane studios um, basically what it looked like was a psychological thriller where it's a top down sort of game where your wife is like having a baby or something or she you find out she's having a baby, and she's having a baby, she's trying to tell you. Then you find out that there's a, um, uh, then you find out there's something wrong, like she killed somebody, like her father or something died, and they thought she killed him or something, and then you got this guy coming in there, and he kills your wife and stuff, and then you, it's like Groundhog's Day, but in a murder-esque uh, thriller game, and it's all done in this room and you're just replaying it, replaying the different scenarios and all that. And you're trying to figure out what's going on, how to solve it and all that stuff. And uh, it looks pretty good. Um, you know, it's 
one of those one of those uh, puzzle type games where you're just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and uh, different scenarios happen, and your wife dies many, many times, and you could die, and I guess all this other stuff happens in the game. You know, it's one of those games, and it's called Death Loop. It's by Arcane Studios. Don't know when it's coming out. They didn't announce it, but they did, did announce uh, that it is a game. Uh, Bethesda, Bethesda developers come on stage and talk about how Bethesda and id and id became the leaders of the first person shooters and game engines you know they're talking about how well their tech is and how they acquired their first first person shooter game and they made it into what it is today and what everybody uses today talking about all that stuff then they talked about orion uh, which was announced for game engines online game streaming for the likes of uh, the Google Stadia or Project X Cloud or any other streaming service that might be coming down the road. They're ta- touting uh, faster streams, lower latency at higher settings. So you could have everything up to the maximum settings and looks and all that. And they talk about how it'll use a lot lower bandwidth usage than you would normally do for streaming games online and stuff like that to your various devices, consoles, etc., etc. So, you know, they were talking about how this Orion architecture uh, engine is supposed to blow everything away with its, for everything gaming-wise, for putting in all your games on the streaming stuff. So, you know, you got... Google's uh, Stadia, you got Microsoft's xCloud, Sony's going to eventually have something, and I'm sure people like Amazon are going to try to have their own streaming services. This is what it's going to be. And they're also showing off at E3 right now the Doom 2016 uh, demo test there, and you can sign up for the beta uh, right now down the road to test out this technology for streaming game streaming to you to your device pc console whatever basically what online game streaming is if you don't know and you don't understand what i'm talking about it's basically you're not having the game being rendered and all that on your console or your pc in your house it's being done on a server elsewhere so a server like google servers microsoft servers Bethesda server stuff like that and it's being streamed to you so you're playing your game on the on your part but you're being streamed the video uh, part of the game and all the audio and the graphics to your your device so you're wa- like watching a movie on there at high resolution and all that stuff and your inputs from your controller or whatever is going through the internet to their servers and you're basically playing it across from their servers to yours and hopefully there won't be that much lag or you know or latency and stuff like they're saying and it'll play very nicely and it's supposed to look amazing but it does use up a lot of bandwidth you know if you have a good you know a good internet bandwidth connection and stuff i have 100 megabits up and down which is basically the basic version for google for uh verizon fios i got the lowest tier 100 100 up and 100 down which i figure that's all i need right now i don't need anything past 100 up 100 down i'm i'm getting all the bandwidth i need even though it could go up to almost a gigabit per second here they're talking about i'm like yeah but i don't need to get all that bandwidth and two that's a 
that's a lot more expensive too. But I don't need that right away. So until I start doing some uh, 4K plus streaming and all that on multiple devices at once, yeah, I think 100 megabits up and down on a Google Fi- or on Google Fiber <laughs> on Verizon FiOS Fiber is just good for me. So I can definitely do game streaming. And, uh, you know, I don't have no bandwidth caps or anything, but their technology is for people do, that do have lower bandwidth and and uh, bandwidth caps and all that and data caps and all that. So that's supposed to, that technology is supposed to help out that stuff. So, because it can become very resourceive, uh, tasked and game streaming and stuff like that because it does take a lot of data going through the internet pipes back and forth so i guess orion's their their basically savior their uh their uh i don't know their result on working on this stuff you know technical stuff so nothing that gamers really super care about but we will in the future if everybody's streaming games to their devices i guess um then they talk about doom eternal the game that's coming out soon cannot wait uh that's the game that i have already pre-ordered i think i have that pre-ordered i'm pretty sure i have it pre-ordered i gotta look again i think i have it already pre-ordered uh the trailer looks amazing amazingly great beautiful disgusting very high res earth is being consumed by demons and your test to save it of course because this is doom the second uh, looks so good. Sounds, the music, the graphics. Announced that it's coming out November 22nd of this year, of course, because that's when they usually put out their games. I cannot wait to play it. I even said, well, I'm going to, well, even when I'm playing it, I'll probably stop playing. <laughs> I'll go play something else and then I'll come back to play it again because that's how I do things. And uh, But I'm very excited. I think this is going to be pretty damn cool. And uh, it looks like I, I beat the first, the other Doom game, Doom 2019. It's the first Doom game I ever beat. It was a pain in the ass at the end, but it was fun. And this has more of that plus more fun to be had with all the great stuff. They're even showing off a collector's, a uh, very nice looking collector's edition. Showing off a collectible Doom helmet in the collector's edition. Uh, new Doom... Um, the new Doom Collector's Edition is available for pre-order now. I have opted to not get this Collector's Edition due to the fact that I don't need a wearable helmet for one thing. And two, it is a lot of money. And three, it has all a bunch of stuff I don't care about. So I'm not getting the Doom Collector's Edition, unlike what I am getting for uh, the Gears 5 Collector's Edition and a, and a Cyberpunk 2077 Collector's Edition, but that's from other companies. But... uh yeah, I'm not getting this collector's edition because I already got the Doom 2019 collector's edition with the uh, I'm trying to think of the whatever demon uh, what's it called the uh, Indo Demon. Oh man, I forgot its name already. Uh, it's got a weird name to it, but they all do. But uh, it's the guy. It's the skeleton with the rocket launchers on its back. Oh, what the hell is it called? The parrot. Oh shoot. Whatever, I got that collector's edition already, so I am happy with that. Uh, they also got a new Doom mode coming out called Battle Mode Multiplayer. And they had the voice of a Mortal, the Mortal Kombat announcer feel uh, speaking about it, where they said, Fight! And we were all like, whoa, did you just rip off the Mortal Kombat announcement? 
<laughs> announcer. And I think that's what it sounded like. Because when it said, when the guy says, now fight, it was like, what? That sounds way too much like Mortal Kombat right there. <laughs> uh, but they had it, folks. They had it. And they were talking about it. And uh, yeah, a new Doom mode, battle mode looked okay. You know, I'm just going to play Doom Eternal. I haven't played any Doom Online, but they are trying to push Doom Online a lot because they want it to be in esports and stuff like that. Why not? They want to show off what their game can do online. And talking about Doom, just like they have for every other com out there, they announced Doomcom. So they're going to have Doomcom coming out uh, in, down the road. And it's their new, like, com, Comic-Con kind of thing for Doom people, for Doom fans. And why not? Why not have a Doom-Com? Because that's what they're doing. A Doom-Com. Then there'll be a Scrolls-Com, and then there'll be a Fallout-Com, which I would definitely go to the Fallout-Com. <laughs> but they announced Doom-Com, and people are excited about it. And then that was the whole presentation. That was the show. That was all the Bethesda press conference in general like i said was kind of irked by there was no starfield talk or announcements or anything like that and another thing that they didn't show off or talk about or anywhere there was never announced for because i don't know if i'm guessing they never even tried to think about doing it which i was kind of irked about and i was actually predicting in my uh predictions um for my pre-show at E3 pre-show, at the E3 Gamer pre-show that I did, um, they didn't announce any backwards, you know, they didn't announce like a remastered version or whatever, a dual version of uh, Fallout 3 and New Vegas uh, Collector's Edition or something, or not a Collector's Edition, but Edition uh, for Xbox One or anything. I thought they would have announced, hey, for all you Fallout fans out there, but we... Might not have a new game, and if we do, even though we have Fallout New Vegas or Fallout Four, and we have Fallout uh, Seventy Six and stuff like that, Fallout Shelter. Hey, dude, do you want to play those older Fallout games like Fallout Three and New Vegas? Well, here you go. We got a dual pack here, upresed, you know, fixed up a little bit more. Um, a reincarnation of Fallout Three and New Vegas for Xbox One and PS Four and Switch and stuff like that. That's what I was hoping for. I was hoping for them to have a remaster of Fallout 3, New Vegas, and have that stuff on the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. But we never got it. We never got any of that stuff. They never announced about that stuff or talked about it. I'm sure they would have got a lot of people going, Woo! We get to play these older games again! Because they brought back Skyrim many, many times down from the 360 to Xbox One, etc., etc., and put it even on the Switch. Why couldn't they do that for Fallout 3 in New Vegas? Come on, guys. That would have been a golden opportunity because you didn't have that much to show this time in your press conference. You know, you had a lot of stuff, but it was a lot about your tech, how you enjoy doing the stuff, and you added all this other stuff, and then he sprinkled it in with a few games that we might have liked to, to see and new modes and stuff, but nothing really newish. Couldn't you could have added? Oh, we got Fallout Three and New Vegas coming to Switch and all that, and people would have been like, "Woo, play Fallout on the go!" But no, they didn't. 
it was a missed opportunity, uh, I think, on their part. And if I was to talk to, you know, Pete Hines and Todd Howard, I would have been like, how come you didn't do a remaster version of Fallout 3 in New Vegas or anything? And put it out on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and uh, the Nintendo Switch. You would have got not only a lot more money in your coffers, but you would have made a lot of Fallout fans extra happy about that. And I know you got Fallout 76 and Fallout 4 and all that, but think about it. Bringing back the games that really pushed the next uh, the genre, I, w- I think it would have been a good time for them to do that, to talk about Fallout 3 and New Vegas to be put ported to uh, Switch and next-gen consoles. But they didn't do it. In a world where a lot of companies do that stuff, they didn't do it. And they did it with Skyrim and stuff, but they didn't do it with these games. Kind of makes me sad. Kind of makes me feel like they just want to leave Fallout 3 and New Vegas in the dust. <laughs> Speaking of which... And uh, I think they should have shown a more proper, uh, a more proper, uh, you know, outing. But they didn't. We're not getting those. Uh, so predictions have been lost. But eh, it was an okay conference. It's not one of the best conferences. I, you know, Microsoft, of course, blew me away. And, you know, of course, I'm a fanboy of that. But still, it blew me away because they showed a lot of games. They showed... You know, new semi-new hardware with specs and all that. They talked about the new Game Pass Ultimate, which I just got, folks. So, as you're listening to this podcast, I'm actually downloading some games from Game Pass right now onto my PC because I got the Ultimate version. So I got uh, Game Pass for PC, Xbox One, and Gold all wrapped up into a nice little package for me, and a nice little price of well, I don't have to pay anything. I paid a dollar for it. For this month, and I got till 2021, 421, 2021 to uh, until I get to start paying the $15 a month. So, yeah, I got a long time. I got a long time before I start paying $15 a month for my Xbox uh, Game Pass and Live. I think that's pretty damn cool. Uh, I got two years, so two plus years. So, yeah. So, but uh, Bethesda, yeah, it was a good, you know, I, I give it a B. A B. It, I don't think it should get a B plus, but a nice B, you know, a solid B for uh, the Bethesda p- pr- press conference. If they would have showed us just a little bit more, if they would have showed us just a little bit of Starfield, maybe announced, like I said, uh, the a port of Fallout 3 or New Vegas or something for anything, you know, any console, even the Switch or something, that would have brought them to a A. You know, that would have brought them to, to a solid A right there on that. But they didn't do any of that, so they get a solid B. And I'm being very generous on here. But, you know, they could have added a little bit more to their press briefing there. But, all in all, that was the Bethesda press conference, press briefing. That's what they talked about. That's all the stuff that they had to show. And, uh... We'll just have to wait till 2020 to see if they'll actually talk about Starfield and when it's coming out, which we all know it is going to be coming out for the next-gen console. It's going to be coming out alongside the next Halo Infinite game. I'm sure it's all going to be coming out that month. Watch. It's going to be a launch title. Starfield is going to be a launch title for the next-gen consoles. Get ready for it. And, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what they do. 
God damn it. <laughs> but it's still a great time to be a gamer. You know, so much stuff is still coming out. So many games to play that I'll never have a chance to play. But now that I have Game Pass, you know, I got time to play them all. You know, whenever. So, uh, there you have it. That was the E3 Gamer Bethesda Press Conference Briefing. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> for 2019. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, my this podcast. Definitely recommend it to other people. Let other people know about it. Tell me what you like about it. You know, to give me your ideas, thoughts, what you were thinking was going to go down in the Bethesda press conference or what you missed from the Bethesda press conference. You know, any comments, questions, whatever. Email me at corecast2011 at gmail.com. That's corecast2011 at gmail.com. Also, you can follow and tweet me. My Twitter handle is at Juju2Cast. That's at symbol J-U-J-U-2-C-A-S-T at Juju2Cast. My Twitter handle for everything that I talk about do for podcasts that go up like this one and all sorts of stuff. That's at Juju2Cast. And like always, tell your friends, family, dog, cat, robot, uh, artificial intelligence. Tell them all about Juju2Cast.com. That is Juju2Cast. Dot com, the Juju2Cast network of things. And it is the Juju2Cast network because, you know, I have a network of videos, articles, podcasts, and more. That is Juju2Cast.com. And I am Mr. Mike, signing out with this episode of the E3 Gamer AudioCast 2019. This was the Bethesda Press Conference. Up later on will be Ubisoft. Ubisoft. They are... Uh, I think they're out on at 4 p.m. on Monday today, 4 p.m., and then uh, later at night will be Square Enix, and then tomorrow, Tuesday, will be Nintendo. Yay! <laughs> so, everybody, I hope you have having a great E3. I know I am already, you know, not every show has to be perfect, but I think Ubisoft is going to be a fun show. They always show off some great stuff. I will definitely be watching them. Uh, coming up soon and let me check here i think it's 4 p.m i gotta double check all this stuff for you guys i got the i got the thing right here before i go before i leave you guys in the dust here i want to give you guys a good come on load ah a good representation so don't forget i'm in new york so i'm eastern time here so we got 4 8 30 10 so ubisoft next 4 p.m and then 9 p.m. for Square Enix. So 4 p.m. today, which it's almost 1, 1 o'clock as I'm recording this. And then when it goes up, it should be like 1-something. So, yeah. Get ready, everybody. And that will be the next podcast that I do for you guys. So uh, see you later. Sayonara. Game on. Game hard. World Conquest. I'm pushing this E3 gamer button and shutting down this show.